Get ready for the Macbeth Financial Focus, spotlighting Bloomington Normal's authorities for financial and retirement matters. Please welcome Krista Macbeth. Welcome to another edition of Macbeth Financial Focus. I'm Krista Macbeth of Macbeth Financial Group, and today I'm here with Julie Workman, and Julie is Vice President of Marketing and Business Development at Mid-Illini Credit Union, and today we're gonna to talk about some cash alternatives and how to choose those and also how to choose your provider. So thank you very much for being with us today. Sounds great, thanks <laughs> for the invite, Krista. So just to do a little bit of a recap in case you are tuning in to Macbeth Financial Focus for the first time, this is a series we created to sit down and talk with other um, business professionals as well as businesses in our community where there is a direct alignment with um, your financial plan and the services that they provide and how they integrate together. So again, thank you for being with us today. And I know that you're very involved in the community, but I want to talk to you a little bit about Mid-Illini because one of the things I've always wondered is how they came up with their logo and their mascot. <laughs> so I want you to tell me about that, but also what makes them different? Well, I'm glad you asked about um the mascot because that, believe it or not, of all the things we do at Middle Line, I, that question about what's with the zebra is, is one of the first questions we always get. And so that predates me and my arrival at Mid-Illini by just a couple of years. If I just shout out to Jennifer McCarran at Business Builders. Right. <laughs> I, I think she actually won an advertising award for coming up with Mid-Illini Credit Union, where different is better, and using Mo the Zebra as our mascot. Okay. So there's a page on our website that explains it, but the whole psychology behind using a zebra as our mascot um, kind of aligns with the credit union philosophy. Um, zebras run together in herds, okay. like credit union members all run together to sort of protect one another and provide for one another. Okay. And the second part of it is zebras all have an individual pattern of stripes that's unique to them. Like each one is a unique individual. Okay. Kind of like human fingerprints. Right. And um, much like every credit union member has their own unique set of financial needs. Okay. Unlike everybody else's. Sure. So, so those are the ways kind of the zebra ties into the the credit union and the things we stand for and our credit union mission and you know people helping people and all that kind of stuff. That's interesting. Okay, I'm great we asked that question. So one of the things um, that or I guess one of the questions I get asked frequently is what is the difference between a credit union and a bank? So glad you asked that question because if I got to choose that would be the first question people ask instead of the one about the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> zebra might be a little more interesting. So basically it looks to to the average consumer like banks and credit unions do exactly the same thing we're both basically in the business of buying and selling money you put money on deposit we buy it from you by paying dividends or you come to get a loan we sell you money by charging you interest for the loan right banks and credit unions both do that and so i think to most everyone it looks like banks and credit unions do the same thing the real difference is in the business model. Okay. Basically, at a bank, they operate as a for-profit corporation. That's their business model. So, at a bank, they're governed by a board of directors, generally made up of their stockholders, who generally bought stock in the company in order to make a profit, because that's how it works. So, at a credit union, um, 
Credit unions, not just Mid-Illini, but all the credit unions, operate as not-for-profit member-owned cooperatives. Okay. Which is particularly appealing because they're democratically controlled. It doesn't matter if you have one share in the credit union, which only costs $5, or if you have, you know, 10,000 shares in the credit union. It's basically one member, one vote. Our members vote every year for our volunteer board of directors. Okay. And then our board of directors oversees kind of the fiduciary responsibility that the management team is implementing in the credit union and our day-to-day -day operations. So really, because at a credit union, we have a not-for-profit business model, we're able to spend more time with our members. We're not under the same kind of pressure to deliver, say, excuse me, 20% more profit than we did last year. Okay. We're, so that's the, the critical difference. Banks operate as for-profit corporations. Credit unions operate as not-for-profit member-owned cooperatives. So for a lot of people, once they're aware of that, um, they can kind of use that to decide who they want to do business with, mm -hmm. right? So that makes a little bit, um, I guess gives me a little bit of perspective when you open a checking account at the credit union, you're required to open a savings account and put $5 in it. Is that considered your one That's, share that you're purchasing? It is. Okay. See, I learned something. Well, there you go. <laughs> and as long as you're a member of the credit union, you have to keep at least $5 in the savings account because that's your membership share. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. So, mm -hmm. um, as a financial planner, having sufficient low-risk liquid money is very important to the success of a financial plan. Um, so, although there are many vehicles out there that offer liquidity, there aren't many that are also low risk for someone. So can you explain to me maybe what liquid money is and the purpose of it? Well, sure. We at Middleline, we look at um, liquid money, obviously, as money you can access anytime you want it. That's how you would mm -hmm. define it too, right? So um, there are lots of ways at any traditional financial institution you can um, you can keep your money liquid. And that's not money we're talking about that's tied up in investments or even tied into a certificate of deposit. So for keeping your money liquid, I'm sure you give the same advice to your clients. We encourage all of our members to start with an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. That's what you tell them, isn't mm -hmm. it, everybody? Um, that would cover at least three to six months of your living expenses. So that's money you need to be able to get at because it's an emergency fund. So if there's an emergency, you need to be able to access it without paying a penalty. Right. So we would recommend perhaps um, just a regular passbook savings account. Okay. Um, which you simply make deposits in. We would recommend you set up an automatic payroll deduction type plan. Automatic savings. Okay. Yes, that way they take the money away from you before you ever get it. It goes into a savings account. Mm -hmm. And then you can come get it whenever you want. So the downside of that is you can come and get it whenever you want. Okay. So, and there's no penalty. Okay. So you can say, I'm setting up an emergency savings account, and then you can decide it's Friday night and you want to eat a steak dinner and that's an emergency. <laughs> but that's not what it's for. Well, we do sometimes call that lifestyle money too. So if having a nice steak dinner on a Friday night is part of your lifestyle, then... So Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. And that depends what you want the say what you want the uh, liquid money for. So right. that that would be one way you could look at it. 
So we've talked a little bit about um, like the passbook savings and how it's liquid. And I know there are other alternatives out there that may not be 100% liquid in the sense that there could be some small penalties available, but they're still a good solution for somebody who wants to keep their funds at arm's reach and could access them fairly easily. So let's talk about some of those vehicles. Sure, we can, we can do that. So back to my steak dinner example, you know, we say build your emergency fund. You say, I need a steak dinner. It's an emergency, but yeah, you know, everyone has their own priorities. Um, but a couple of the ways you could, you could maybe protect yourself from yourself, so to speak, um, is to consider instead of a savings account, putting your money in a special kind of checking account. We have an interest Almost everyone has one of these, but I know the rules at Midalignai, so we'll talk about those. Um, you could put your money in an interest-bearing checking account where we require a minimum balance of $1,000. So then you're assured always you're at least going to have $1,000. And in return for the fact that we know you're always going to have at least $1,000, we pay you a little bit higher yield on that account. Okay. Um, so that's one way. Money markets, I think, um, can be a great solution. I have a personal story about that, but... Um, Money markets, I think, can be a great solution if you're keeping tens of thousands of dollars in your savings account. Mm -hmm. It's not really just Midalini right now, but the yield on a traditional savings account is practically nothing, right. no matter where you go. Right. Sometimes in a money market account, certainly at Midalini in a money market account, we can pay a little bit higher yield on if you move, say, your $40,000 you're keeping in savings into a money market account, you can earn a little bit better yield on it. And our money market accounts require a minimum balance of $2,500, which is pretty standard because, again, then you know you'll always have at least $2,500 in that account. We'll know we can count on that $2,500 in your account. And then as the balance increases, the, um, the yield that we're able to pay you on it increases. I'm going to stop you because I want sure. to answer a question that a lot of people are probably having, thinking of right now. What is the difference between an interest-bearing checking and a money market account? Mm, okay, so at an interest-bearing checking account, you earn interest on the account as long as you maintain the minimum balance. Okay. And you pay a little bit of a penalty each month if you don't maintain the minimum balance. With a money market account, it, there's that rule. Um, but there's also a federal regulation that limits the number of electronic transactions that you can do in a money market account. You're limited to six electronic transactions each month. So you can have a deposit come in, you can maybe have an automatic payment go out, mm -hmm. but you can't do that more than six times or you pay a penalty because the money market account isn't really meant to be transactional. Okay. So, th so, so again, that's it's the meant difference. more for a savings. It, Right. Okay. Right. You can look at it like that. And my, my personal story is, um, you know, I had a, an, an elderly family member who this topic of money came up in, and I found out they were, my my family, my family while I work at Middleline, I was keeping $60,000 in a savings account and earning 0.1% on it. And all I said was, you can probably do better than that. Mm -hmm. So I went with them to their bank, which wasn't even Midalini, mm -hmm. and said, they can probably do better than that. And they set us up with um, with a great money market mm -hmm. um, product. And now instead of earning point one nothing on that $60,000, they're making almost $100 a month on it, which isn't a 
which isn't a lot. Right. But it's way better than making four dollars a quarter Correct. on all of that money. So um so that money is liquid money. You do pay a tiny penalty if you break any of the rules, but the rules really aren't that hard to follow and right. and would be definitely a recommendation. And I think money market accounts get overlooked. Okay. And so I, th I think that's that's a good recommendation. Thank you for asking. Is $2,500 typically the average minimum of a money market account? Typically around there. Okay. Okay, great. So obviously I'm a big fan of Midalini. Um, can you explain a little bit why the credit union is such a great choice for these products? Well, at Midalina, I think it goes back to the difference we were talking about between banks and credit unions and kind of our business model. At Midalina, we're really in the business of helping our members make good financial decisions. And so at Midalina, due to the fact that we're a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative, our member services team can sit down with a member and kind of do a needs assessment and talk to each individual member for however long it takes mm -hmm. to help them decide based on their goals and their priority and their individual credit situation what are the best account choices for them. And I'm not sure that you get that kind of individual attention at mm -hmm. just any financial institution. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a great time to bring up too, obviously as a financial planner, those are the types of things I do, but maybe in a more in-depth conversation over mm -hmm. a longer period of time. So you are a certified credit union financial counselor. Correct. So you have the ability to sit down and have these conversations with people. Is there anything, I guess, what makes that um, designation unique in the sense of, of the conversations that you are able to have with your members? We sent about half of our staff through that training a couple of years ago primarily just so we would be in a better position to help our members make those good financial decisions. So basically what you learn in that certification class is how to look at a credit report and help members see perhaps where they're they're spending more money than is absolutely necessary and then the, to earn that designation the class really teaches you the right way to tell someone Probably you don't actually need to spend $400 a month on your cell phone bill. Right. There might be a better way to use that money, like say to help pay down this credit card you're paying 28% interest on. Okay. Let's talk about that. So, um, you know, we, we invest in our people and we invest in that kind of training so that we're available to help um, to help people make those good financial decisions. And sometimes, and I'm sure you find this too with your investment clients, Sometimes it's just a matter of nobody ever told them. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever told them, don't spend more money than you make. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever told them, don't run up your credit cards to their limit. That hurts your credit score. Right. So sometimes, you know, at the point where they come to us for, sometimes it's almost like an intervention. Mm -hmm. You can just see, like, a, a light go off and a weight be lifted from these people because they see there's a way mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad we talked about that because it doesn't happen real often, but occasionally I do get calls from somebody who wants some, you know, maybe some credit counseling or something of that nature, which is is not part of what we do here, right. but you do. And so as long as they're a member, that's something they have access to. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's really good to know. Okay. So what's the best way for our viewers to find out more, uh, more about which option 
might be best for them. We talked a little bit about the passbook savings, CD, things of that nature. What's the best way for them to find out which of those options is going to be best for them? So there's a lot of great information on our website at www.midalignicu.com. Lots of great information there. One. And um, so there's a, there's a lot of great information there. But the best the best way to come and find out what's the best option for you, um, which we didn't even get to talk about all of them, is is to to call and make an appointment. Call our receptionist and ask to speak to one of our member services reps okay. who's trained to help people learn the best ways to save money and raise their credit score and lower their monthly payments and eliminate high interest debt and um, make an appointment that's, um, you know, and, and we do kind of, I, at Middle I we do financial things and as a financial planner you do financial things, but they're very different mm -hmm. things. So as an investment counselor, um, what advice do you have for people once they get their emergency fund established and they get their credit under control? What would you recommend for long-term savings and how can people find out more about that? Well, obviously, I think the best thing to do is save as much as you can, yes. always. Um, but know what you're spending, like you said, live within your means. So um, our website has a lot of great information on it. We have a webinar on our website that covers kind of the investment basics and your investment alternatives. We're also going to be presenting that um, seminar during Money Smart Week, which is, I know all the dates aren't set yet as far as where we're presenting. I know you guys are presenting too, yes. but that is one of the seminars that we'll be presenting during Money Smart Week. So, um, and as always, somebody can pick up the phone and give us a call. Right, and then, you know, that's the best way to build the relationships, and that's one of the things we really focus on at Middle Line is the one-to-one -one relationships we're able to have with our members, yeah. and so I, calling, I think, is always the best. Absolutely. Always the best. I know that Middle Illini Credit Union is a very big supporter of financial education. You have shared with us in all the different ways. What can we expect from you guys at Money Smart Week this year? I love Money Smart Week. It's such a great program. Should we explain what that is? Sure, go ahead. So in case in case anyone hasn't heard of Money Smart Week, it's an annual, it's one week every year in the spring. Thankfully, after tax season now, it's like the last week of April this year. And um, it's, it's a program that's sponsored by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. And they ask each metro, which we have the Bloomington Normal <laughs> Metro, they ask each metro area in Illinois, they ask different businesses and organizations and financial institutions to come together and sponsor a week of free financial programming for the community. So there's a website you can go to, moneysmartweek.org slash Illinois, where you can find a list of all the classes. And um, Middle and we have great investment counselors like Krista, who do investment classes. Almost all of the banks participate. Lots of the municipal organizations participate. Lots of the nonprofits participate. And um, at Middle the the sessions, we usually sponsor talk a lot about sort of finance 101 things like budgeting, mm -hmm. how to write a budget, how to distinguish what you want from what you need, and, and prioritize payments accordingly. Right. And um, we do another class on credit, which is which covers how to build credit, how to manage credit, and should it become necessary, how to repair your credit. Okay. Which, again, really just comes down to sometimes people don't know that because nobody ever told them. And once you tell them, you change your life. Right. It's amazing. 
Well, and I know that all of the locations and classes aren't set yet, but right. Jen, my client relations manager, is actually one of the co-chairs for Money Smart Week this oh, year. I know that there's a lot of great changes coming. They are um, automating a lot of things with the online site and classes, so it's going to be a lot easier to find the information this year. So, Well, Julie, thank you so much for being with me today, and is there anything else that you would like to talk about or add before we wrap today up? Well, I, I appreciate the invite, Krista. I'm glad, always glad to see you. Um, I guess, in conclusion, I would just, I would just encourage all of your viewers, if if you've not ever taken a look at joining a credit union, to please consider that next time you have a financial need. We've talked, Krista and I, about, um, you know, the different options for keeping your money liquid. Um, we also talked just briefly about how at a credit union you can do just about anything you can do at a bank, which means we also have more long-term savings options, um, share certificates, which are like a CD at a bank. Um, we do lots of auto loans and we can help people maybe qualify for auto loans mm -hmm. where they've been turned down before. We do mortgages. We're currently in an, a rising interest rate environment, so if you're looking for a house this year, that's a hot topic. So if you've not considered joining a credit union before, almost every credit union has a community charter now, and it would be um, wonderful to join any credit union, but particularly Middleline. I would love to have you. And with the rising interest rate, even if you're not looking for a house, but maybe considering a refinance, it's a great time yes. to look into that too. So obviously Robert and I are huge supporters of the Mid-Atlantic Credit Union. You guys are wonderful there. You make us feel like family. Um, so it is, they are a great credit union to go check out. And thank you again for joining us today. And we'll be back with you next month. Thanks, Krista. Thanks, Julie.